guys, how you doing? You've you've got a, I, I'm completely stone cold sober um, because I'm oh, do my, you have arthritis? Because <laughs> I'm living my best life. You haven't mentioned it in thirty seconds. And we've got what have you guys? What are your tipples today? Well, I had a drink which was more brine than anything else, so I it was salty. You can You drank it out of a pickle jar. I've licked a sailor's testicles. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Vivid. A Greek sailor's testicles. Hopefully. For the olive thing. I mean, because the Mediterranean um, is full of Greek sailors. And olive testicles. Yeah, listeners, it's going to be this kind of an episode. So, no, but I had a really tough day, so I asked Ragu to prepare some martinis for my arrival. Yes. And I done fucked up. Um, no, you fucked in. You did well. Fucked down. No, he 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 brine fucked the martinis. He over-brined them. Uh, so. I over-brined them. But literally... it was because the olives were from Greece, and the Greeks all... Obviously, oversalt their brine. Why'd you have a bad day, mate? Oh, well, you know, I bumped my. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Butterflies on the Wheel, where life's array of unsung bastards are finally held accountable for their actions. This week, two of us will present a real-life person they've encountered who's been guilty of some form of mild twattishness. As this week's judge, I will decide who has presented the most convincing case, and the winner will have the right to compete again in the next podcast. The offences we report here are all the more criminal because they are not recognised as crimes, but that... I'm afraid that stops with us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joined by two experts in the field of being drunk tipsy bastards... And gay. A Sebastian Hunder. I'm the gay one. And Ragu Nonaman. I'd be gay <laughs> if I could. <laughs> the rules are simple. One, no more than three minutes for opening arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in. Two, the crime must be trivial. Leave Michael Gove, the disgusting cocaine addict, to the actual courts and the big guy upstairs. And three, the punishment must fit the crime. Now, you could argue that maybe ostracization doesn't necessarily fit bumping into someone on a tube, like Ragu's story last week, but he still but managed to But you would be yeah. absolutely fucking... Mm, but I'm sorry, <gasps> did, did we ask anyone to bring bitters? Oh, <laughs> I don't think we did, but they brung them. Uh, <laughs> the bitters done been brung. The bitters brung. Um, I'm getting social drunk now because of you pricks. <laughs> Finally, just to say before we begin, if you are enjoying this podcast, please do tell your friends. Please follow us on our various social media channels. And it would be great if you could leave us a review uh, or if you write in a story to us at butterfliespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've got to do a toy cost and we're going to do these uh, rings, these gymnastic rings that um, Ragu bought. Oh, I love that. I, I was a gymnast. I'm really fit. I used to be able to do the splits, but then I decided I would rather have sex. <laughs> Fuck splits. I used to be able to do like backflips and shit and a full layout with a full body twist. So okay. fuck you. This episode is quickly becoming you two uh, moaning, jealous and much? moaning and bitching about your past. No, I'm not jealous about your non-split taint. Losing control. Uh, this is the box for gymnastic I rings. I call gymnastic rings side Excuse up. me, I won, so I get to go. Yeah. Um, what is the other side? <laughs> what is the other side? Oh my god, Ragu, it's the back or the front. Stop being a fucking sausage. I want the... <laughs> The side with the gymnastic rings written on it. It is not that side. Well, you did that on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose! So I get to choose? You're going to both lose this week, by the way, I've decided. How do we both lose? You've misunderstood the fucking fundamental concept of competitive sport. No wonder England never makes it past the fucking I semi-finals. Think, I think you've misclassified you what a sport is, because it's certainly not three if games. If golf counts, this counts. <laughs> Anyway, um, I would like to go first because I actually kind of forgot what I wrote about. And I'd like to remind myself. Okay, cool. We're all going to remember together. El stupido. 
Judge, can you silence the negotiation side or whatever it's called? What is the negotiation side? Can you the cancel the pro negotiation side, please? <laughs> You're both addicts. These are the legal terms. <laughs> All right, now as um, Jack stole from me last week, my line I won't use it. But Daddy is coming in hot this week. <laughs> Basically, this is one of the most trivial crimes that has ever happened to me in my entire life, but also one of the most scarring. I say trivial because you're supposed to love your family no matter what they do to you. So I have to believe that this crime was trivial, even though it was committed by my dear sister Lucy. <laughs> At the same time, because I was six years old when it happened, she was five. She was five. And because of the grossly public nature of the crime, it has left a deep, bloody gash that probably hasn't entirely healed into a scar. As usual, I will begin with a defense of my character, my six-year-old character. I know it may seem to listeners from my acerbic wit and acid tongue that I'm not a very nice person. Nothing could be further from the truth. I am a gentle, sensitive soul. In fact, we're all sensitive souls. That's why we're here. We're all highly sensitive, highly strung out men. Mm. We perceive injustice where others don't. That's why we've been called to this mission by our dark lord and savior, praise Satan, etc. That's Satan. But emotional sensitivity is one thing. What you probably don't know is that I'm physiologically quite sensitive as well. Oh, daddy. As a young lad, skipping around the halls of my family's many mansions, humming along to Rich Girl by Hall & Oates. You're a rich girl, and it's gone too far, but you know... The only thing that ever held me back from living my best life was suffering from a devastating disease. The vicissitudes of fate. No. It was a disease. A disease. A disease. A disease. Which is called... Homosexuality? Chronic... Do you have a shitting disease? Chronic constipation! Yes! Oh, in one! For once, once, Ragu's sort of a toilet humour has been on the nose. He saw my lips say, move constipationally. But fine, I couldn't make, okay? You couldn't make other No duty for daddy! Fair enough. <laughs> you got that? Rather a hard dick than a hard shit. <laughs> that is a dictum I still live by. <laughs> anyway, this was my plight. A gentle, angelic, sensitive, blonde boy with bulging blue eyes. Not unlike a young Angela Merkel when she was a young man. <laughs> and I had this terrible illness, day in, day out. Just nothing ever came out. And my older brother and younger sister wised up to this fairly quickly. Uh, I guess spending hours in the bathroom every couple of days was a pretty big clue. It could also have been the time I ejected a small boa constrictor from my anus and ran out of the bathroom to grab my babysitter and share the joy with her. Turns out when I led her face to the toilet bowl, she did not share my joy. <laughs> but anyway, Sweet I digress. Baby Jesus. My brother was... That's true. That is 100% true. Anyway, my brother was a total dick when we were kids, so I expected some bullying around this from him. When it came down to it, though, it was sweet, young, cross-eyed Lucy, only 18 months my junior, who struck swiftly and without mercy. One morning, we're getting ready for school. Remember, I am six, she is five. 
I believe this is one of her first days of school. Picture her, red-rimmed glasses, blonde blue eyes, not as cute as me, but getting there. Two huge fishbowl eyes magnified through the thickest lenses ever used on human children. She's running around the house stressing out because obviously she has a big day ahead at kindergarten of napping, farting, and playground marriages. Picture me now. Adorable, obviously. Blonde, Angela Merkel eyes, contorting my mouth and breathing, nay, heaving on the toilet where I've been sat for about an hour or so attempting to negotiate with my terrorist of a sphincter. <laughs> Lucy knocks on the door. Hurry up, we're gonna be late. Now, I know time is of the essence. We've got to get to school. So with Herculean mental and physical strength, I give one last great push and deliver myself from the fecal spawn of Satan growing inside me. This is why your buddy's like this. A victory. More on that later. <laughs> A victory. I'm elated. I can go about my day now unencumbered and unashamed. As I exit the battlefield, I see Lucy standing in the hallway in front of the bathroom door. Hurry up, we're going to miss the bus, she whines at me. So we head downstairs, board the big yellow school bus, and immediately separate because God forbid anyone know that we are siblings and actually live together and go Not to the that same you look school. Like at all. And so we're plodding along down the Upper West Side when suddenly I hear a louder than usual eruption of giggling from the back of the bus. I turn around to join in on what I assume is a scholarly joke and hear my sister's puny little laugh rising above the other yapping five-year-olds and then her voice. Hey, everyone! Guess what? My brother has constipation! There are a few chuckles from the more educated children, but clearly not the reaction Lucy was expecting. So she continues. He can't poop! And the crowd goes fucking wild. <laughs> so for the crime of telling every single one of my friends, a.k.a. two girls sitting next to me, all of my enemies, a.k.a. the rest of the bus, <laughs> and the bus driver about my psychologically and physiologically debilitating poopy condition. <laughs> poopy condition. Great. I condemn my sister Lucy before the judge, our invisible jury, and this real court. Thank you very much. Slight digression. I hate it when Americans say the word poop. Oh my god, me too. It's I like, never say it. No, and it's, it's like so bloop. dastardly American. Or like, poo. I don't like poo. Is there a language between us where the, the the word shit can be beat in terms of how accurately and satisfyingly it describes human fecal waste? Crap. No. Do you know crap, where crap, crap comes crap from? Crap is not satisfying. Do you know where it comes from? No, I don't. The inventor of the flush toilet, Thomas Crapper. He can Crapper. go fuck himself because he was wrong. Oh, no, no, you fucking idiot. On Listen to me. His name was called Thomas Crapper. So he named his no, invention No, he didn't name himself? it. He didn't name it. Well, he, yeah, he did because he called it the Crapper. Yes, he did. Flushing Crapper. I stand corrected. I stand corrected, actually. <laughs> was this a psychological condition? What? Him not being able to shit? Deeply. Yeah. I mean, first of all, there's probably some physiological stuff around, like, I don't know. Your butt. Some poopy stuff. But psychologically, I was just like, I'm going to hold this in for three days. Mm. Why? Um, I don't know, because I didn't like pooping. Fair enough. Also, I think I thought it was kind of painful. And then once, once the first time it was painful from the constipation, mm. then you always think it's going to be painful. Right. So it's have a vicious, have you it's ever, a vicious poopy cycle. Have you ever had vegetables? I'm from America. But do you don't believe in vegetables. Okay. You believe in freedom. 
and cheese doodles. Maybe you were just subconsciously preparing your butt for invasions. So I have thought about this because I want, I and I'm going to write, my memoir is going to be called Me and My Asshole because <laughs> I feel that that is the one golden thread throughout all of my life. Like it yep. started when I was constipated for like ever mm. and then it evolved into butt sex, which is dope. And I do all the time now. Raggy. Right. Do you guys need another vat of vodka before moving on, or are you okay? I will need a vat of vodka very soon, but not yet. Recently, possibly as a direct result of doing this here podcast, in fact, almost definitely as a result of doing this here podcast, my desire to keep our species alive has been outstripped by my hostility towards actual members of said species. So instead of trying to stop climate change, I've decided to take more flights than usual to increase my carbon footprint. That's a, that's a spicy hot take you've got there, yourself there. It is. This is still not very many flights because I'm, to use the vernacular, a broke-ass bitch. But it's the thought that counts. And in this case, the thought is human extinction. So in pursuit of this ideal, and also to make my way to the balmy climes of the Mediterranean coast, last week I took that esteemed and honourable airline, Ryanair. As fellow broke bitches will know, Ryanair is not, in fact, esteemed or honourable. Sponsor us, you bastards. It is disgusting and shit. <laughs> if you weren't convinced by the case for sponsorship. You are now. However, the target of my bilious rage this week is not this limp excuse of an airline. It is the passengers availing of its perpetually delayed services. One passenger in particular. I board this plane and take my seat. It's the middle seat. But the man sitting at the window doesn't turn up, so I take that one. Mm. The aisle seat is free, but not for long. Soon a man turns up. In socks and flip-flops. No! And an oversized tracksuit. So far, so sensible. Who doesn't want to travel in comfort? Yeah, this is coming from a man who... And this ra- Ragu's, Ragu's like standard wardrobe is socks and sandals, right? Yeah, but yeah. not an oversized tracksuit. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> you, you literally are, but yeah. So far, so sensible. Then he sits down, and I get a whiff. Mm. And I hasten to add, this is not your standard issue body odor, which I have no problem with, despite it causing discomfort generally. This odor has the unmistakable tang of choice and sloth. He had chosen to board a flight where he knew others would be breathing the same oxygen as him. And he made the active decision to not shower that morning. I don't care if he was late. Miss your fucking flight. But do not subject me to the mummified bacteria drowned in your sweat and stewed in your pits. Because you were too lazy to step under flowing hot water that is piped graciously. <laughs> by the by NHS civilization oh. into your own fucking home do people know that they smell bad yes I don't give a fuck no you I should get that. assume I get that, that. On, you smell on bad a, on a separate point in time well not a separate point a similar point but like because we all know one person and I don't want to look at anyone here in particular but... <laughs> <laughs> no no so, so can I just say quickly I know, I have very close friends and I know lots of people who 
sometimes it's not a choice. Sometimes it's just like I, for example, do not have body odor as long as I shower once but, a day. Fucking same, man. I don't get right? body odor at all. I I can do whatever Neither I want. Neither I'm perfect. If I play football and I sweat my balls off, it'll just be the clean sweat of mm. human sweat. Mm. It just smells slightly salty, slightly tangy, very sexy. You can't resist it. But there is a certain scent which only exists when you deliberately and decisively refuse yeah to clean yourself yeah for days on end mm. and it is very different from body odor which is normal and acceptable and probably historically some kind of pheromonal like sexual yeah. trigger yeah no right? it's active it's active body odor and i think that's the that's the difference and i want to make that distinction very sharply because i am not saying that if you have body odor you're a bad person mm. no because i'm saying that if you yeah exactly fair. and it's not like, fair because you don't it. choose yeah. it right like it's an it's a characteristic that you are either born with or not you don't choose that it doesn't make you a better or worse person yeah. i mean not me i don't oh my god but the point is that it doesn't make you a better person sebastian mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not sebastian but i don't have it yeah it's not sebastian raggy you understand <laughs> it's not sebastian who has body odor i don't have it what we're confusing him um, I do I do know for a fact that people who do have body odor can smell it on themselves. Ah. So they they do know. I I have friends who have body odor who know it about themselves and they immediately address it when they smell it or I tell them because I'm a buddy and yeah. also I don't have it. Um but that's You're the worst person. That is why <laughs> that is why active body odor is such a trivial but pervasive crime because because the real crime (laughs) shut up no because it it, because it means that you're purposefully not doing anything about something that you know you have a problem with because you can definitely smell it if i put deodorant on i can smell that i have deodorant on not that i ever need to also the thing is that the whiff that i got from this guy was days of bent up sweat Yeah, yeah i get it i get it I think it's... And that is what is criminal. Not the fact that... I really want to emphasize this. I'm just looking it's over a... the... I'm looking over the transcript. I feel like it's been emphasized. Yeah. It's, it's emphasized. He's emphasized. You've you, done emphasized. You've emphasized. I'm an emphasizer. You, you've gone done emphasized. I've gone done fucking emphasized this shiznit. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think there's one clear solution. Just crack a window open. You'll be fine. On a fucking airplane, you fucking idiot. <sighs> that was the joke. <laughs> Flying over the head. <laughs> It's not so Is much that the it's, sound it's... of everyone escaping through the window in the plane? <laughs> Punishments, please. Now, the triviality of Lucy's crime is rooted in the shame of my poopy condition. We can all agree. <laughs> it's also tied up in the shame of its public unveiling at my sister's hands. So what do I think Lucy, who is now one of my best friends and an avid avoider of this podcast, what do I think she deserves? Simple pimple. I want Lucy to experience the same shame that I felt for all those years, but in a really trivial bite-sized way. So like this podcast that you just put her on. I ask that you not interrupt me. (laughs) I also ask... That God above or Satan below, whoever is watching over me and this podcast, I ask that they curse Lucy mm. so that whenever she uses the bathroom, they make something happen to add just the right amount of time to suggest to others that she may have to suggest. Are you finished? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to suggest to others that she may be having some trouble in there. 
her coworkers waiting at their desks, because you know your coworkers always time you when you go to the bathroom. Her future in-laws at Christmas, sitting around the tree. Her friends at a dinner party. All will think to themselves, wow, she is really going at it in there. <laughs> and when she rejoins them, she'll see that look on their faces that I saw every time I left the bathroom. A mixture of sympathy and schadenfreude. That shame every single time. Oh, You're you know, welcome, I, Lucy. I do love that, but like the thing that bothers me is that I shit like a fiend when I'm at work, mm. and I didn't realize my co-workers well, were timing me. If you're good at something, they are get paid for it. <laughs> okay. So, as regular listeners of this podcast will know, I am opposed to the class system. Um, the caste system is fine, but the class system is terrible. Indian politics joke. If you knew anything, you realize that the class system is fundamentally constituted by the caste system but i don't blame you to begin again okay. <laughs> it was a really good rhetorical move to begin again to begin again regular listeners of this podcast will know mm-hmm. that i am opposed to the class system and all forms of hereditary we just have to get through this, guys. Let's just oh, hold hands. And all forms of hereditary. <laughs> Close. That was, that was almost there. No, that no, was that was there. close enough. Was to, begin, to begin again. Hereditary, yeah. Hered- That's what he meant. Hereditary. <laughs> hereditary? What Sebastian said. <laughs> hereditary inequalities. To begin again! <laughs> to begin again! <laughs> oh my god! Let's go! How deep can we go? But, despite the fact that I'm opposed to class division, the punishment can only be that every other flight he takes will be sparsely populated and everyone will be offered an upgrade to business class. <laughs> and then... As soon as they get to him, they'll run out of seats. And he has all of economy class mm. just for himself. I would rather... So this is my deliberations. I would 100% rather be on my own in economy class than and just being able to run about the fucking plane than be in a crowded business class section. So, uh, but then... So they're moving back. I think your story, your story is, 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 is brilliant. I mean, I can't imagine anything worse than, some, than being... S- sat in a confined space with recycled air swallowing in the odour of this... The mummified my... bacteria. Exactly. Drowned and sweating Mummified with bacteria was good. Bits. I mean, it makes me believe in the miasma theory, which I learned about three days ago. Um, and <clears throat> Sebastian... Yes, on to me. I think what I agree with you on is, is how... And I've talked about it once before on the podcast. Shit is humiliating. Everyone should be ashamed of... Of shitting. Every know, single time. I know people who shit in front of their partners. They, they Oh, my friend shits when like with the door open when she's talking to me. Yes. And I'm <laughs> I'm just like How dare you? You have to be jailed. Yeah. You have to be removed. Yeah. But I do think that you could have had a, you missed an opportunity for a good punishment because Lucy basically in, embarrassed you in front of how many people? Literally tens. Yeah, we have literally tw- tens of people here. You could have just gone for tit for tat, given us an embarrassing thing about her. I want to hear embarrassing things about her. But it's not related. Well, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. But you know Lucy, and she is kind of a walking embarrassment, <laughs> as is. That I is mean, a lie. Her eyes. I will defend her Lucy. eyes alone. Despite Ragu being in love with Lucy, 
She is a cross-eyed, bumbling fool of a human <laughs> being. So I chose not to assassinate her character or her body as she did unto me. I am going to give this one to the Renaissance man, having written his story for the second time in two weeks. <laughs> To Mr. Ragu Kataban. Yeah, 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 yes! Well, cheers, Ragu. Um, I feel that the alcohol did help. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide that one. <laughs> All I'm saying is. No, no, don't clarify again the thing yeah. that you clarified oh four God. fucking times. Oh, shut up, Ragu. In the edit of this, I'm going to have to, for time's sake, edit out the amount of times Ragu went, I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. It's different from the time that the man odors smell, not Because he didn't what shower. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Butterflies on the Wheel. Um, if you liked it, please leave us a review. We read all the reviews. We really appreciate all the reviews. And it really helps us grow. Another thing that obviously helps us grow is if you just tell one person about this. If you tell one person about this, they'll tell one person, and they'll tell one person, and on, and on, and on, and it really, really helps us. And, let and us- suddenly you have nine million grains of rice on the last square of the chess board. Breaking the camel's back. <laughs> and then... You guys look so proud of yourselves for the waffling bollocks. Don't fist bump in this court! That was a transnational, global, proverbial send-off, okay? Ah, I'm so angry! Clinky, clinky! Oh my god, just follow us on Instagram at Butterflies Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Butterflies Pod. And write in your damn story to us at butterfliespodcast at gmail.com.